This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Recorded live. Hello, it's good. It's wonderful in all of its ways. Give him noise. Sorry. Everything you need Bloody Everything you'll ever need Bloody Yes, Everything, everything, everything that is Everything you need That is Whatever needs Make 
out joy. The Bible tells us that in his presence there is fullness of joy. He's our everything. We give him glory today, for this is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. He's Concerning my life and your life, let us 
uh, position ourselves so that he will speak well. Matthew 25, 34, Matthew 25, 41, capital C. How did you get, how did you God for that particular subtopic as God led us to know that he is just as much concerned about the process as the product, Matthew 22 and 12, 2 Samuel 1 and 10. Capital D, we're talking about having a date with the king. You want to bring something good. Bring something good. Don't go before the king empty-handed, Old Testament or New Testament. Deuteronomy 16, 16, Genesis 41 and verse 41 and 42. And capital E, keep in mind the greatest gift or the greatest thing you can present to the king is you. The greatest gift is you. We're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Prepare yourself to be blessed today in Jesus' mighty name. Capital E in our outline, the greatest gift, what, is you. Going quickly to the book of Romans, chapter 12, with a very special focus on verse 1. Romans, chapter 12, verse 1, from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Capital E, the greatest gift is you. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you today, Father, for another beautiful day. Thank you, Father, for the privilege, the opportunity to worship you once again in spirit and in truth. We pray, Father, that as we have gathered together in the most holy name, that you will bless us with your revelation, your insight, uh, knowledge of your scripture. Help us, Father, to rightly divide your word of truth, that we may grow stronger in you and do those things that are pleasing in your sight. Once again, Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. We look here, Romans chapter 12. We're talking about living sacrifices. Living sacrifices goes right on into uh, love up around 9. Now, what, what do we want? When we combine those two aspects, that the whole chapter deals with living sacrifices versus 9 on down deals with love. Well, here's the deal. Unless a sacrifice is accompanied by love, it's worthless anyway. Keep that in mind. This is why, these two, this is why you have these two concepts so closely discussed by the apostle. Because if a living, if a sacrifice is not accompanied by love, it's meaningless. God had to tell one of the prophets to tell the people, stop bringing me what? 
these meaningless sacrifices. People were bringing all kinds of blood of bulls, blood of goats, blood of pigeons, blood of rams, but they, they, they were not uh, uh, operating in love, which is the greatest gift, which is the manifestation of the, the Spirit of God, a manifestation of the excellence of God. God told the prophets, look, tell the people, stop bringing me these meaningless sacrifices. So what makes your sacrifice acceptable to God is that it is given in love. This is why the scripture tells us, God tells his people, he said, look, you know, each man should give what he's purposed in his own heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Because if you're giving re reluctantly, it's not being given in love. If you're giving under compulsion, it's not given in love. Love, living sacrifices, must be accompanied by love. What you offer, what you present to God, it must be accompanied by love. You can work for God all your life and not love God and bust hell wide open. Your work for the kingdom, your work for the Lord should be a joy. You ought to, you ought to feel privileged to be able to work for God. Some of you ought to feel privileged to be able to contribute to the work of the ministry. And if you don't, then that means that there's a funky spirit that has gotten in you. If you feel like giving to the work of God is a chore, you feel like working for the Lord is a chore, then something's wrong with you. Living sacrifices. Now, we understand from the Old Testament that sacrifices had to be made. There were all kinds of sacrifices had to be made, different times, different seasons, because the Bible tells us without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Now, sacrifices were just done any kind of way. God is calling for you and I to present our bodies as living sacrifices. God said, look, present yourself to me so I can do you any kind of way. Present yourself to me so that I can use you any way I want to use you. Present yourself to me, God says, so I can send you where I want to send you. Present yourself to me so that I can, I can speak through you. I can speak. Present yourself to me, God says, so that I can use you just like I want to use you. Most tools in the natural world, we want to be able to use them the way we want to be able to use them. We don't want to be on the keyboard trying to play a song about how God, how good God is, and instead of the keyboard playing, you know, the music we're trying to make it play, it wants to be playing uh, 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 something else. We want it to play what we want it to play. We jump in our vehicles. We don't jump in our cars and want them to take us where they want us to go. All right? So, I don't get All right, so, so what we understand is that, we want things, we want to be able to use things the way we want to use them. Well, God wants to be able to use us. Not that we are things to God. We are, you know, we are uh, living beings. We created in his image and in his likeness. But he wants to be able to use us the way he wants to be able to use us. Now, let's look at this. It, therefore, the, the Spirit of God says, I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy. Now, that's that's one of the main things that will determine whether you present your body as a living sacrifice. The view of God's mercy. What's your view of God's mercy? See, if you don't have a view of God's mercy, in other words, you don't understand that God, that Christ, that God died, that you might be, uh, have a right to eternal life, that God gave his life as a ransom for yours. If you don't, if you don't realize that God could have sent you to hell, that God could have not saved you, that God could have allowed Satan. If you don't see God's mercy, 
properly, then then the rest of this is going to be difficult for you. You 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 got to understand that the, the mercy that God has bestowed upon you and I for us to even be here. So the, the writer said, "Look, in view of God, I urge you, brothers, in view of God, I'm strongly trying to get you to do this because of the writer said, "Look, I can see God's mercy. I can see how God, how merciful God has been to me. I can see how merciful God has been to us." So because I can see how merciful God has been to us, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Go on and give yourself back to God. Present yourself back to God. You were created for God. You were created to bring him glory. You were cre- we were created to bring him honor. We were created to bring him praise. Through our lives, people ought to be able to see how God operates. Well, what are some of the characters through our lives? People, if people can't see, if people can't see how God operates through you, the question is: Is God in you? Present your bodies as living sacrifices, right? holy and pleasing to God. Now, we want to understand that that's the only thing that's pleasing to God. Holy, when you're talking about something being holy, you're talking about something having the characteristics and the qualities of God. So when God sees his characteristics and his qualities at work in you and in me, God is pleased. When God sees his characteristics, when God sees his attributes, when God sees his nature, when God sees his fruit, when God sees his spirit, he's pleased. This is your spiritual act of worship, presenting our bodies, See? not just our finances, not just, you know, our tithes or our offerings. Mm-mm. God says deeper than that. God said, what I want is you. Because you can give God, you can give God tithes and still not give God you. Pharisees did it all day. You can give God your tithes and your offerings, still not be paying no attention to what, what else he's saying. Jesus told the Pharisees, y'all doing this all day. You give a tenth of your mint, dill, cumin, and other garden herbs, but you have neglected the more weighty matters of the law. Justice and mercy. Jesus said, y'all, you ain't even thinking about that. Now, you're giving it the tenth of your stuff, but you ain't even thinking about doing this thing like I want. And a lot of folk today, you give a tenth, but you're not even thinking about doing this thing like God wanted it done. All right, thanks. I believe we are having some technical difficulties here. I don't see us broadcasting. Testing. Oh, wow. We had been muted on uh, on YouTube. All right, well, we just work with what we have. So not only do we want to keep God's commands, but we want to keep God's commands with the attitude that goes along with it. Every command that God gives, there's an attitude he wants 
you and I to have in keeping it. Every command, every command that God gives is an attitude. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? This is why the Bible says, if you are willing and obedient. God wants willing obedience out of you and I. God wants you and I to understand that his way is the best way, that his plan is the best plan, that his word is the best word. God wants us to submit ourselves unto him. Herself will be saying, I don't know about that. I don't think I'm in agreement with that. God be saying, submit yourself. Therefore, unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Now, as we, as we do this, there are going to be some things that's going to automatically happen. You know, there, there are certain things in life that once you do that, there are going to be certain automatic things that's going to happen. As you breathe in, as you suck in oxygen, automatically your body, after it processes and do whatever you got to do, it's going to spit out what? Carbon dioxide. That's just an automatic. You, you drive your car, you crank your car up, the burning of that fuel, you know, you, you burning that fuel, your car is automatically going to spit out what? Carbon what? Uh-uh, it's dioxide. Monoxide with a car, dioxide with the people. All right. All right. So there's some things that, that's automatic. You, you, you drink a whole lot of liquid. After your body finishes processing, doing what they got to do with the liquid, automatically there's going to have to be some, some waste that's going to come out. There's going to be a product. We've talked about this a number of times. There's an input. There's a processing. There's a product. Always in, in, most, in, in anything in life, as long as the earth remains, we're, again, we're talking, about, we're talking about seed time. The seed time is the input. What the ground and the Lord and everybody else do it, it, while the seed is in the ground, that's the processing. Then your output is the harvest. As long as the earth remains, God says seed time and harvest. Well, you can't, unless God brings forth a harvest, you, seeds are not going to germinate. God is the one that brings forth harvest. Just like God is the one that makes the seed. But God is the one is that make. we talked about how one may plant, another may water, but it is God who makes things grow. All right? So, so you know, our part in things is to make sure that the input is proper. Make sure the input is proper now. That's our part. God is the one that takes care of the, uh, the processing, and God is the one that will take care of the output. All right? So as we, as we, here we look at this. As you examine scriptures, look at everything, input, process, output. Input, process, output. What's the input here? What, what's the input? Because when you see the wrong input, you know, uh, eating a lot of junk food, it's wrong input. That's going to cause a problem in the processing, and there's going to be a problem with the output. Putting the wrong kind of fuel in your, in your vehicle, wrong input. Uh, 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 listening to a bunch of uh, unsound doctrine, wrong input. Wrong input will lead to wrong output. 
because the, the, the processing, the processing of the wrong input is going to be problems. All right? So what we're looking at here, we're looking at an input, offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. God said, this, let this be your input. Let this be your input. And some of the things as that input is being processed, some of the things that will be taking place, you're going to find yourself not conforming any longer to the pattern of this world. The more you present yourself to God, the less like the world you're going to become. The more of yourself you give to God, the less of yourself is going to be like the world. The more of your words you give over to God's words, the less of less words are going to be coming out of your mouth that's like the world. The more of your thoughts you give over to the thoughts of God, the less of your thoughts are going to be like the world. So here, so now you're going to see some things happen. Now that you have, have presented yourself, you've offered your body as a living sacrifice, that's holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship, you're going to find yourself not conforming to the pattern of this world. You can find yourself coming against the pattern of this world, coming against the, the thought process of this world, coming away, the, coming against the, the way the world talks. Coming, again, you're gonna be coming against. You're gonna find yourself coming against instead of instead of plunging in the same flood of dissipation with the world. You're gonna find yourself uh, standing against it, and God will give you the strength to stand. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed now. Be transformed. Now we're talking about output. We're talking about output. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? As you present yourself to God, you're going to find that, 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 that there's going to be a transformation of your mind. There's the output. There's going to be a transformation. See, understand this. All children of God got a, got a new spirit. But all children of God don't have a new mind. Receiving a new spirit and receiving a, two, and a new mind are two different things. That's why even after receiving the Holy Spirit of God, God still haul off and tell us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Why? Because a lot of y'all got my spirit, but God said a lot of y'all don't have my mind. You got my spirit. You're born again. God said, I give you that. Paul even talked in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He said, yeah, brothers, I, you know, he said, but I can't address you as, as, as spiritual, but as worldly. Mere infants in Christ. Well, you, I, Paul said, I, you brothers, you saved. I give you that. I know, but you're you're in your thinking. You're thinking. You're still thinking like the world, and that's why you got jealousy. That's why you got envy. That's why you got quarrels. That's why one is talking about I follow Apollos, another follow I follow Paul, another talking about I follow. You see, see. So receiving a new spirit and receiving a a, a, a new Mind, two different things. You receive the new spirit. God said, look, I've given you the new spirit so you can receive the new mind. Children of God still thinking the same thing. And that's why, that's why when time, you know, when a lot of times when, when things get difficult, sometimes we go right back to the, to the, to the old man. Slip right, right back. Nah. God wants the new spirit so that you can, he can usher you into, because what God, God said, look, what I'm doing, Robert, is I'm working, I'm working from the inside, all right? I give you my new spirit. 
give you the Holy Spirit, so that you can let this mind be in you so it can renew your soul. And now that your spirit and your soul been renewed, you'll be in position for the new body that I got for you because God got a new body for us. Working from the inside out. Just like death worked in man from the inside out, eternal life now works in us from the inside out. When Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, his body didn't die. His spirit did. His spirit was disconnected from God. Eventually, that disconnection worked its way out to his soul, and eventually it worked its way out to his body. 900 years later, he dropped dead physically. So the same way death worked its way from the inside of man to the outside, eternal life is now working its way from the inside, from the very core, the very, your very heart, my very heart, to the out. We about done, children of God. So there'll be a trend. So the output of this presenting or, or the gr- giving yourself over to God, the output will be, and this is one of the ways you can you can tell that 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 individuals have really been have really given over to God that there'll be a transformation in their mind. There'll be a transformation in their mind. Be ye transformed by the removing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Another aspect or another, uh, another aspect of the output associated with the input, the proper input, is that you will, you're, you're testing and you're approving God's will. You're checking out what God has said, and you're finding out that it really is good. You're checking, out and find, you're checking out that God's way of marriage is really the best way. You're checking out that God's way of giving is really the best way. You be checking stuff out. See, when you, you don't gave yourself over to God and you don't allow the God's word and God to be processed properly, and you, you start checking God's stuff out, and you start seeing that God's way is best. See, you're still wondering if God's way is best, and something is going wrong, so there's a problem in the processing. You're still questioning if God's way is best. Something's wrong in the processing. So computers have processors. All kind of inventions that man has come up with, they be, they, be, they be basically copied off of what God has already made. One of the things said, there's nothing new under the sun. Well, basically what men have done, whether they have even realized it, is they have looked at what God has already done and looked at the pattern and made something similar. You ever look at how, how amazingly similar an automobile is to the human body? Why make automobiles? Why didn't they make them with three tires? I mean, I know you got some of that stuff running around, but for the most part, automobiles got four tires. Why? Because we got, you know, extremities, four of them, two legs, two arms. Ever wonder why gas tank in most cars is, is toward the, toward the backside? Well, where's out? Where's out? You know, they, they, stuff be made. Much like, <laughs> much like us. All right. I got them twisted up. I was thinking about, it. but much stuff. Be like, look at the headlights on your on your vehicle. You know, just much like our eyes on on our head. You know, you look at where our, our heart is or where our brain is. Our brain right up toward the front part. Look at where the engine is in most, most of your car. You know, stuff. They be making stuff. Computers. 
Not like us. Not like us. Stuff be a lot like what God has already made. Input, process, output. So, you know, no need of being too upset with your output if your input is not quite right. God is going to process every input, and he's going to give an output. God's going to process every input. We went over a couple of days ago how, what was that? How did the king will say? You had one group where the king said, come, you who are blessed by, you know, my father coming to take your inheritance. Well, what happened? Their input was of, of such a matter, a manner that God was pleased with it. So the output was eternal life. Come, spend eternity with God. Where the other group, in Matthew 25 and 41, their input was not pleasing to God. So I was hungry, didn't feed me, thirsty, didn't give me none to drink, sick and in prison, he didn't look after me, didn't come see about me. Ah. So their output was something different. Most times when you see individuals with a different input, they come out with a different output. Look, children of God, we're not working, we're not working to get into heaven as children of God. That's not our works. That's not what we're working for because salvation is not by works, lest any man should boast. What we're working for is reward. Reward. Now, that God said that's where the separation going to be. You think you who ain't done much or nothing in the kingdom going to have the same rewards throughout all eternity of a man as a man or a woman who has labored diligently and, and, and for the Lord? Absolutely wrong. We're working for reward. Okay. God said, bring it to them in human terms, Robert. They need to choose thing in human terms. Now, when we're trying out for the basketball team, we're all working to make the team. Well, once we make the team, that don't mean lay back and start chilling. Oh, man, I'm on the team, man. Wherever the team go, I'm going to go. Now, if you're just satisfied with just being on the team, then, you know, you don't mind sitting on the bench. But then you got some characters that's going to work even harder once they make the team. Why? Because they're not just satisfied with being on the team. They want to be the star on the team, or they want to be a top player or a top contributor on the team. Same thing in Christianity. Some of you are just happy to be Christian. I'm just, I'm just uh, satisfied to be saved. Uh-uh, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, Lord, I want, I want to be the best in this thing that I can be. Because I, I want the best reward. If you got some rewards up there that you want to give to me, then, Lord, I want to get to them. If you got some blessings in the heavenly realms, Lord, because God got blessings for us. Well, laziness, siriness, slowfulness, you'll be saved and still not have a whole lot of the blessings that God got in store for you. Because God said, remember, Robert, didn't I tell my people I'm a rewarder of them that diligently seek me? God wants us diligent, diligent studiers, diligent worshipers, diligent preachers and teachers, diligent, get to work, playing around, get to work. 
standing around, looking around. Just kind of looking. Get to work. If you are bored in Christianity, you are lazy. That's all that problem. There's plenty of work. I can go to any church across across the world and see plenty of work that need to be done. Man, it's floors that need to be swept, floors that need to be vacuumed. It's windows that need to be washed. You can look around. It's plenty of work in the kingdom. That's why God said the harvest is ripe. A whole lot of souls will need to be saved. A whole lot of folk need to hear. You got a gift of of ministering in song. There's a whole lot of folk need to hear some songs to encourage them. You got a gift of teaching. There's a whole lot of folk in the body of Christ need to be taught. You got a gift of preaching. A whole lot of folk need to to be preached to. If you bored with your God, oh, man, I'm bored with Christian. You just lazy. You wicked and you lazy. Cause your gift will make room for you. You ain't even got to be in no in no church to exercise your gift. As as much work as got to be done in this world. All kind of stuff in, in ministry to be uh, got to be done. Ceilings that need to be fixed. Uh, windows that windows that need to be clean. Floors that need to be vacuumed. Uh, okay, I don't see that. I don't see that need to be done. You wicked and you lazy. Trash cans that need to be cleaned out. Linen that need to be washed. Bookshelves that need to be. Wicked and lazy. The greatest gift is you. Main thing that God wants. Main thing is us. Let's see when He get us, then He get everything associated with us. You know, God ain't worried about your money when He gets you, cause you you give that up. God ain't worried about your time when He gets you. God, once He gets you, everything, then then everything that that everything becomes. Uh, available once he gets you. God wants you. God wants you to present your body. If he gets you. If he gets your body, well, what's inside your body? Your soul, your spirit, everything. Is once he gets you. Once he gets you. Well, we got a date with the King, children of God. We got a date with the King. Never forget the greatest gift is you. Because when Christ comes back, that's what we're coming back for or not for. You. He ain't coming back for your tithes. He ain't coming back for your offerings. He ain't coming back for you. You know, he he's coming back for you and for me. Or he is not. We want to make sure that he is. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again today for your revelation, your insight, your knowledge. Father, we pray you watch over us. We pray that your people have a blessed day. This day, pray the Father that souls have been saved in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Souls have been edified, uplifted, and strengthened. May your word do just as the waters from heaven, which do not come to the earth and return back to heaven's void until they have done everything that they have been purposed and accomplished to do. May your word do the same in the lives of your people in the four corners of the earth. Father, we love you. Uh, we bless your holy name. Thank you again, Father, for being so good, so merciful. Thank you for life, for health, strength. Thank you, Father, for a mind to serve you and a 
presenting the ability to present our bodies to you as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to you. We understand, Father, that this is our spiritual act of worship. Help us, Father, not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we may test and approve what your will is, your good, pleasing, and this is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen and amen. Question number one. In most everything in life, you're going to see these three things. In everything, in most everything, listen to that. In most everything in life, you're going to see these three things. Two. What's the connection between sacrifice and love? Three. What's the connection between sacrifice and love? And number question number three. Uh, list seven gifts of the Spirit. List seven gifts of the Spirit. Saints, you can reach us through email at Church at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. This episode is made possible by PWC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.